0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: So things are heating up, my friends. It certainly feels like AEW versus NXT may be about to become a thing again. Especially because when all out rolls around, the rumour is that we shall have a takeover show off the same day. So if you're into fisticuffs, you better get ready. Let's not worry about that though, because that's in September and we could all be dead by then. I know it's a more bit it could be true, so make sure you tread carefully. Because you want to make sure you see those premium live events and pay-per-views. But otherwise, hello, I am Siren from What Culture. You can believe it, AEW had a show called Rampage, I sat down and I watched it, and because I'm an arrogant, out of control asshole, I always thought, well, people definitely want to hear my opinions, and I shall do it using my hand. I mean, that's basically the idea of the show. Isn't it weird? Let's up those downs. Page started with shenanigans, my favourite thing. Because it was Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends taking on Jay Lethal, Satnam Nam Singh and Sanjay Dutt and given the Sonjay came to the ring in his suit, you were like, oh man, he's not going to take this seriously at all, and I couldn't have been any happier. As we are talking about clothes, we also need to refer to our baby faces because they are still wearing this tie-dye gear, and I tell you, it makes me happy in my tum-tum, because it looks so good. We did some wrestling to begin with, as Lethal and Trent cancelled each other out, and given that there was a bit of a stalemate, Jay was like, you know what, get Orange Cassidy in here, I want him. I can only imagine he was hungry and needed a vitamin C fix, and when Cassidy did get in there, he was like, no, 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 I I don't want you, and I don't want the other guy. I want Satnam Singh. This somehow led to Sanjay Duck getting in there, and of course he whipped off his clothes like, "Oh man, I'm serious." And then we got the orange Cassidy kicks, and I know I get it. Some people don't like this stuff, and you're more than allowed not to like it. I want to see it all the time eventually we did get the giant in there and this was quite the visual because not only did he get his hands on orange and just started throwing him around the place which he should have done but he also took out the best friends with like this double cross body and i tell you there is something about satnam singh I don't know what it is, but I do know I want to see more. Jay Lethal then got back in. He was trying to take out everybody with boots, but the best friend was able to hit that half-and-half half soul food thing with jig And then they were smacking everybody else with drop kicks when they went to do their big hug. But they shouldn't have done that because then Lethal was back and he hit them with a double Lethal objection. Seriously, this got really good. This then let up Sonja, who decided, you know what, I can win the thing. My moment is now. He got in there. He broke a pencil. He started doing Orange Cassidy's kicks onto Orange Cassidy. But this... It was a massive mistake. He got punched right in the face and he lost. So it was just a fun few minutes and you can't get mad at that. And of course, afterwards, the bad guy beat up the good guys until Wardlow came out to make the save. It kind of felt to me like he was eyeing Jay Lethal. So is that going to be our next feud for the TNT Championship? And I hope we do do something more, I don't know, I guess serious with Wardlow soon. because It kind of feels like he's treading water at the moment and we don't want to lose that momentum. But again, just an entertaining 10 minutes or so. Uh, but they got some highlights from the FTR versus the Briscoes from the Ring of Honour Death Before Dishonoured pay-per-view, which you should watch if you haven't, because it's a five-star classic. When it was time for Ethan Page versus Leon Ruffin, I'm watching my own sons fight. And that's not being weird, although it massively is, I just love both of them. And actually, as we were told, this was a rematch from AEW Dark Elevation, so I suppose it kind of tied in. But I don't think Ethan could be bothered, because he ran through this guy, hit him with the ego's edge, and he pinned him for three. I mean, it couldn't have gone longer than a minute. It was a really enjoyable squash, though. And Lee Ruffin is so good at selling, which is one of the reasons I like him so much. So I am going to give it an up. But I'm also going to throw a down in there because I watched this going, oh, man, let Ethan Page talk afterwards. Let him set up some kind of feud. Let's take him on a new story path, especially because Dan Lambert wasn't with him. I didn't say anything. He kind of screamed into the microphone, raw here I come. I just felt like we had the opportunity here to finally get him rocking and rolling, which we should do, because Ethan Page is great. So for my own expectations, which I introduced into the scenario, I gotta say it's getting it out. Lexi Nair was then interviewing Cole Carter when the factory interrupted him, and we're basically like, hi, you should join our group. Now, he wasn't able to answer. Once again, we made a Sleeping With The Fishes reference. So I hope you are watching NXT. I don't really know what's going on here. I don't. Look, it's awesome that Tony Khan has seen something in Carter. Everybody deserves an opportunity. But as of right now, I can't see it. But I'm usually proven wrong. We get those fingers and we wait and see. Lee Moriarty was then back on Rampage, though he's on a roll at the moment. And he was taken on Matt Heidel.
0: Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: I mean, do we even need to talk about it? In no universe, in no dimension was this going to be bad, and it was good. It was more about the aftermath than the match itself in the sense that it was just good old-fashioned 2022 wrestlings. So we had some standing moonsaults, we had some drop kicks, we had some high-flying stuff we had Matt Seidel's lightning spiral which is a damn good move. Stokely Hathaway came out halfway through again and that's when Moriarty turned into super dick because he started to pretend oh my gosh I'm injured I'm injured which distracted the referee and then Hathaway was distracting Seidel which basically ended up with Lee Moriarty going ta-da I'm fine and knocking him off the top. He then slammed him with a flatliner for a good near fall and then locked in the Boston City stretch and Seidel had nowhere to go so if you can believe it He had to tap out and then afterwards Stokely got in the ring. He gave Lee Moriarty his business card. I don't know what happened in those seven days, but now he accepted. So you'd have to assume these two are now a team. And that's good. This is what we should do. Let's build some people and let's get Stokely Hathaway on TV as much as possible because he is so damn funny. As I've always made it very clear, that's all I want from wrestling to laugh. Quick promo from Britt Baker because she is going to be having a tag team match against Thunderstorm on Dynamite out came Claudio Castagnoli, that guy. It was basically just to celebrate the fact that he has just won his first World Championship because he is the Ring of Honor World Champion. And it was just nice. I mean, you could tell that all the fans were pleased for him. You could tell that he was pleased for himself. And as always, he got promo. It was fine. I enjoyed it. I think he's a likeable chap. I really don't understand what the problem was before. Claudio also wanted Wheeler Yuta to come out because obviously, one, they are buddies in the BCC, but also, two, he is the Ring of Honor pure champion. But this is when Chris Jericho was on commentary, was like, damn it, I can't take it anymore. So he got a microphone and he just went off. He started talking about how sports entertainment is the best and they are not sports entertainment and where the hell are all the sports entertainers. When Wheeler Yuta responded to him and fair play to wheels, he just absolutely... Absolutely ragged on Chris Jericho. That's pretty good. The whole point was too, is that Utah now has all the confidence in the world to the point he knows that he could beat Jericho in a match. Chris couldn't believe this. He was like, all right, well, let's have one on dynamite. And Wheeler was like, nah, don't need to do it, bro. I know I can beat you. Get out of my face." The wizard was then melting down. Of course, he wanted to goad him into it, which was Wheeler's plan. So Jericho was all like, all right, well, I'm going to put my number one contendership on the line. Meaning if you do fight me on Wednesday, the winner will go on to fight John Moxley. That's like, ooh, the lady. Like I've already said, this is what Utah wanted, so he did accept, so now we are getting that next week. <laughs> this was really well put together. Like, it was quite long, but they obviously had a very specific purpose, and they pulled it off. I liked it. And Claudio was there going, ha, 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 like he was really, it was dad, up. As ever, we were then just trying to pack Rampage tighter than the kid's Christmas hamper, but seriously, the next thing after this was the Acclaim's new music video. Now I've checked, it's on YouTube. So even if you are not going to sit down and watch this one hour wrestling show, I implore you to watch this video, because it is great. But at one point, Max Castor even insulted the Guns because they have crappy genetics, even though they're Billy Gunn's dad. I was just dancing around like, yeah, yeah. Here we go. And actually on Dynamite, we are doing the Acclaimed and the Gun Club in the dumpster match. Honestly, it's like they read my wrestling journal and go, let's just take all of these ideas. These four are some of my favorite in all of wrestling. And I mean it. Which led us into our main event, which was Anna Jay versus Ruby Soho, which of course makes sense because they fell out during the shark cage. Also, Anna Jay beforehand, when we were doing the promos, she is a pretty damn good heel, and she even made a reference to Brody Lee saying, oh man, he filled me with all this dark energy. I liked it. Derrika also named her as the sports entertainer of the week, and I was like, well, that's not fair, because you just buddied up with her. That's definitely a corrupt system. But otherwise, they just had this really good match that was situated around the fact that Ruby still has a broken wrist. But whether it was Anna Jay just being super aggressive or the way that Soho sells it, I bought this hooked line and sinker of thumbs. To prove this point too, Anna actually ripped the brace off Soho's hand at one point, and then you know how it went after this. It was just wrist, 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 Because of course that would be the way. If you had just gone through some kind of personality change and you didn't like everyone anymore, and you wanted to win a match and you knew they had a broken wrist, what are you going to do? Apply a knee lock? You're stupid. There was then this great counter out of the Destination Unknown into the gory special, which didn't work, and then there was another one. Ruby Soho went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, but that didn't Work. and she then followed that up with the no future for another good near fall, and that's when i was like oh man this is getting groovy especially ruby Soho's face; she's so wild and cartoony it's good jay was also panicking at this point obviously so she came up with a plan she took her own wrist straps off she threw them across the ring aubrey the referee was like well now i've got to go get rid of them anna jay then went and got the brace and she applied the queen slayer but she hid the brace in her armpit or whatever so nobody would be able to see of course ruby Soho. Was then running out of air, she passed out and she lost. And this is one of those matches where you're like, there's no one actually got defeated here, that wasn't grammar. But seriously, it just made Anna Jay feel like the smartest person ever because she's gone heel and now she's winning matches. And I felt sorry for Ruby, like, well, that wasn't fair. Honestly, this was excellent up. Jericho is also clapping from the rampway to end Rampage because his group gets stronger, as ever. You can't go wrong with AEW Rampage. You can't. It's 60 minutes. They do as much as they possibly can. You never get a bad match up. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's AEW. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Hello to whatculture.com, where you can read yourself some articles. Make sure you come follow us on social media. And smack down ups and downs. The go-home show for SummerSlam is up right now. Please watch it. My name is Simon WhatCulture. Thank you for joining me as always.